Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Window, rewatching random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And we are doing a full-length episode. Woo! It has been a long time coming. We're very excited about it. Thank you for being with us. Um, I picked the movie last week. For those of us you who uh, don't know how this podcast works, every other episode is actually what we call a trivia-sode. One of us picks a movie. It's a secret. The other one has to play a game. Guess what it is. Lisa, mm-hmm. guess what it is, as always happens. <laughs> and then we watch the movie, and now we're talking about it. So, Lisa... Why don't you let our lovely audience know what movie I picked and give a synopsis for said movie. I want to hear your synopsis. I was already thinking while I was watching it, I was like, I can't wait to hear how Lisa synopsizes this. I forgot until just this moment. I was like, oh, damn it. It's like when you're like, so Batman is about... This is one of those ones where I'm like, I feel like I'm simply telling you what you already know, but let's go with it, everyone. So the the movie Pauline Shows is this little-known independent film made in 1977 (laughs) known as Star Wars A New Hope. Stay with Mm, me. (laughs) I'm confused. Tell me more. It's the story of a boy, a girl, and a galaxy. Oh, God, it is. It is about all of those things. (laughs) Classic preview. Okay, Okay. that's uh, that's exactly what was on the preview on our VHS copy. It was great. It was great. A boy, a girl, and And a a galaxy was fabulous and dramatic. Okay, so for anyone who does not know the plot of Star Wars: A New Hope, here we are. Uh, Star Wars: A New Hope takes place in a galaxy far, far away. A long time Uh, ago. with me uh where the uh imperial rule of a of the galaxy has taken place it's a fascist regime and basically the rebellion force wants to take it over however the rebels aren't doing so well and princess leia the daughter of a senator has found the plans to basically the secret way of destroying the ultimate weapon that the imperials have created known as the death star it has the ability to de- uh, destroy an entire planet Princess Leia needs to get these plans to the Rebellion so that they can find a weakness so that they can then destroy this before it's used to destroy planets throughout the galaxy. Uh, The plans end up on a little adorable droid named R2-D2 and his counterpart, C-3PO, a protocol droid who's scared of everything. And they end up falling onto the planet Tatooine, where by chance they're purchased by Luke Skywalker and his uncle. Luke Skywalker is the long-lost son of somebody important. We'll tell you later. (laughs) We'll tell you in the next one. Next episode, (laughs) not this one. You find out that origin and it'll be a shock to everyone. That's true. uh, is befriended by Ben Kenobi and a mentor, old aging Jedi. Jedis were force users in this galaxy in Knights of the Republic, and they basically go on a trip to go and find the, Repu- the rebellion, return R2-D2 to where he needs to go, meet up with Princess Leia, and so they hire Han Solo and his buddy Chewbacca to fly them there, because they have no other means to do so, while being chased by the Imperials, while also being chased by anyone who wants to hunt down Han for his money, and in the process they end up finding Princess Leia on the Death Star, needing to rescue her, needing to escape, and needing to get back to the Rebels, with the plan still intact. The big baddie of this show is a gentleman known as Darth Vader. For anyone who has no idea who Mm. that is, he's big, tall, wears all black, has a wonderful face mask, and a breathing apparatus (sighs) that you just hear from miles away. Voiced by James Earl Jones, Mm -hmm. and And was hired based on his strut 
Uh, <laughs> established in the trivia zone. Yes. Uh, so this is basically all it's about. It's about the rebels fighting back against the Imperials and trying to stop their Death Star from destroying planets in the galaxy. Woo! <laughs> there she be. There the she right be. Team. That's right. Yeah. There you go, Lisa. Good job. <laughs> All right. I was like, I can't do this with a serious face. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, everyone. No serious voice for this one. It just wasn't happening. Um, so what's I don't funny think about anyone's this... upset about that. <laughs> no, hopefully you all enjoyed it. Um, so what's funny about this movie is obviously Pauline and I grew up surrounded by Star Wars. Surrounded. Our older brothers love Star Wars. Our dad loves Star Wars. Our older, like all of our older siblings watched it, knew it. It was just... And then our younger brother fell in love with it as well because our older brothers loved it. So then he rewatched it. So there was a resurgence even later. And and then the prequels came out. And so, like, you know, Star Wars has basically been in our house from the get-go, from memory, basically. This has been a thing. So... Um, I'm looking forward to talking about this because I also know that I am someone who has stayed the course with Star Wars quite devotedly. Um, I have critiques, of course, <laughs> but I am still what someone would call a Star Wars fan. Pauline, would you refer to yourself as a Star Wars fan? Um, this is what I'm curious about because I know I am. Are you? A, I get you yourself. You know yourself what's funny? Fan? I get really defensive of Star Wars when others critique it. <laughs> But um, you're allowed to critique it. It's like, it's like your sibling. Yeah. You're allowed to make fun of your sibling. 100%. But no one else is. Oh, no. I kill him. It's not fair. <laughs> like, you yeah. leave him alone. But, like, I'll pick but, on Kevin. I'll but I'm alone. allowed to tell Kevin yeah, he's for a sure. Anytime yeah, I want. 100%. I'm allowed to bully him as much as I want. This <laughs> with love. Um, but that's not true. Um, anyway. Um, so I, I, I feel like I hold my own with other... St- like, I... Yeah, yeah. I have random knowledge about star wars that even i don't know like i don't know where it comes from it just emanates from my pores so like i'll get into a conversation i remember one one time i was at a new year's eve party and star wars was there was a star wars game that was being played and i think i was underestimated which i love i love underestimated being underestimated in a game it's It's a glorious it's really great so i kind of was like the silent dark horse that no one suspected would have any Mm. information And, and at one point two of the guys just kind of turned to me and they were like so you know a lot about star wars hey <laughs> i was like yeah and you all didn't pick me for your team fools and so i was like let's go an I'm about to wipe Get him the out of here. floor with you yeah, all now. i'm about to crush all of you and so anyway so it's a but then i but i don't watch all of them in terms of like there's so many of them now. There's so there's it. in my head. There's too you know what? many. Here's the there's thing, too though. Many. I asked you if you thought you were a Star Wars fan. I don't care about the rest of society. Oh, fair. Yeah, I that's don't true. care how people. But I guess that's why. What a Star Wars fan is. Okay. Okay. Pauline. I, uh, I I'll say yes. I'll say <laughs> yes with an asterisk next to it <laughs> because I feel I like it. I'm also this is also me I'm a bit of like a purist mm. weirdly but mm-hmm. let's get into this movie because I yes. also uh I was confused yep. as a child by a lot of things <laughs> I have no doubt you were confused as a child I was also confused with some things uh just the reality of having this on a loop what will be really hard to talk about to audience is because this was so continuously on at various times, I, I could not parse out a first viewing 
No. These are all memories of over the years situations, I think, For is sure. the only way to go with this. Um, so, Pauline, since you picked the movie, yeah. you get to start us off. For anyone who hasn't listened to an episode either in a while or ever, uh, we follow uh, as the same sort of uh, overarching themes. So there are questions that Pauline and I are always sort of having in the back of our head that we have to answer when it comes time to do the pod. And the first one we do are takeaways. What is it like rewatching this movie now? versus when you were a kid uh are there any things that while watching you realize as a child you misunderstood or didn't get or favorite scenes or what stuck out with you so pauline i know you had a bunch that you misunderstood what was it like re-watching star wars a new hope and remembering your child self watching this movie well i think like the general takeaway from an adult is that i'm like it makes a lot more sense <laughs> um that's like good. step one like yeah, step one okay. like that. that's a good that's a good thing um, yeah so yeah so like watching it i was like got it this is the this is the thread because i feel like i couldn't tell you the last time i watched mm. this movie in its entirety like i yeah. feel like at our house it was always on you'd come in for bits then the next movie was on and you'd go in for bits like i i but i was never choosing this as a movie when it was you and me picking mm. movies this was i would never pick a star wars movie then no. someone else would and we would just end up watching it so i <laughs> i feel like the last time i watched this movie in its entirety was was probably when i was in like a single digit age range like i really oh, don't crazy. think yeah so really? i yeah so but okay. as a, as an adult watching it i was like okay i get everything that's i knew exactly <laughs> i knew where we were going like i knew yeah, yeah. i just I just was like, all oh, right, okay, then all of the, like, I knew the whole movie. I was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. saying lines before they even happened, like, Cam yes. was like, okay, like, it was just, <laughs> like, Are I was like, Cam? oh, yeah, Cam watched it with awesome. me, he was gonna nap, and then I started watching it, and then he started napping, and then kind of was, like, watching, and then, like, committed to watching it, so, but, like, just little things. The like, power of like, the force drew him in. Power of the force, you yeah, know, but then there was, like, little things like that like that, that's small moon and i was like that's no moon and cam was like oh God. and then ben kenobi says it and i was like ha, ha, ha. It was just like, anyway so that was that was fun that was fun to rewatch it but as a kid as okay a child. one okay i did not i feel like we know this from like the first robin hood and stuff for anyone who may not remember pauline doesn't read the things at the beginning of the movie <laughs> I was like, this is information I don't need to know. <laughs> you never so, read it, did you? Never. Like, Pierce no, Dion didn't have it on the background. Never. You never I like read maybe it. I read it once. But know what I do now as an adult that I realized when I was watching actually just the beginning of this? I was like, yeah. now I I diligently read. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like it goes too fast. Like sometimes I'm like, I need to pause. Like if I'm in a movie theater and I feel like they don't give you enough time to read it. And I'm a pretty fast reader. But I'm like... I need to really, I need to read it and comprehend mm. it. Mm. Two different things. <laughs> so I need a minute to process. So I realized as a kid, I definitely did not read the blurb. Like okay, it just, that's awesome. Just <laughs> kept, like, I think maybe I knew, yeah, rebellion, sure, okay. Let's Princess move Leia, secret sure, plan. Sure, sure, sure. Cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Yeah, let's go. Let's, yeah, no, I don't even, so I was confused <laughs> by the plans, for example. Like, Princess Leia had, puts plans in R2-D2, and I was like, what'd she put in him? Like, what are we doing? Where Why is R2 going? going? Yeah. <laughs> What's his mission? Well, we it doesn't doing? help that C-3PO is equally confused, because he's well, the one who's narrating their adventure. So if he's confused, uh, and you as a kid are like, if he doesn't know, I don't know. Yeah. What's also, <laughs> the movie does start while the rebellion is, like, already happening, oh, yeah, while yeah. the Empire is in already... In media res. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in it, and you're like, wait. 
what's going on? So as a kid, I definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway. And so, Which, so that was... I think a lot of people were like, I guess we're just in the middle of a yeah. story. Episode what? Yeah. Episode what? four. We're starting with episode four, huh? Okay. Interesting choice. Well, we'll move on. So I think as a kid right away, that mm. already just confused me. Like if we, yeah. if these movies had been released with episode one being first, I feel like I would have understood so <laughs> You would have, you would have gotten that plot, no I problem. Was, I would have taken that through line right to the end. But I'm like, we started with four, huh? I don't understand it. I never, even as an adult, I'm like, interesting you know, choice. Do you but, know what's funny about that? What? I never questioned as a kid. I read everything every time. Every time the movie started, I would read the text. That's how yeah. my brain rolled. I'd Good. read it. I memorized it. No Congratulations. Problem. I, I never it, huh? questioned that it was episode four until, <laughs> no, I kid you not. It never entered my head to go, what happened to one and one through three? Never until mm. the prequel was announced. Then I was like, oh my God. Mm. Yes. Wow. Arm is- <laughs> wow. That's I accepted it wholeheartedly and just went, that's yeah. just how this rolls. <laughs> like, I like oh, your man. style, Lisa. That's so accepting. I just was like, I, it's, as if, it's as if I watched the movie the first time, 10 minutes into the movie as a kid. I was like, hand up. I'm like, I'm confused. Because <laughs> someone explaining um, to me what's going on. Who are all these people? Yeah. And why are they chasing a droid? And who's the big black guy? And why is he mad? At and these are just things. So like, so, okay. So as a kid, obviously, okay. So, I mean, I feel like we're spending a lot of time on this, but yeah, as a kid, as I a kid love the droids. Like I love oh, C-3PO and R2-D2. And course. I remember sharing my love of C-3PO and Dan made fun of me because he's the, because C-3PO is the worst. And I was like, oh, Okay. Well, and then I never expressed that I like C3PO after that. I was like, well, clearly I should only like R2D2. But I really liked both of them. Um, uh, however, you needed now, both of them together. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't understand R2D2. I mean, he's adorable and he makes all these beeps. And that's awesome. <laughs> but no one knows what he's saying. It's not very helpful. Like, so obviously they're a duo that's like required. Like R2D2 is C3PO's Sam. Like they're yeah. both needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I didn't realize how much Cesar Real made fun of R2D2. He calls him like <laughs> an overweight glob of grease at one point. And I was like, that is a great insult. Also, well, he's a robot. How is he overweight and greasy? Does, well, what's not great is that right. he's upset because what R2 has called him was a mindless philosopher. So his response is, don't you call me a mindless philosopher, you overweight glob of grease? Like, right. I just- it's very funny right away i was like these two are hilarious he called him a malfunctioning little twerp at another point i was like this is great insult so i really uh i didn't clock those as a kid but i definitely appreciated them um i didn't like okay so so i didn't like the jawas but i did like the jawas but i didn't Mm. like the jawas this movie felt very emotionally complicated to me (laughs) Because everyone needs yes. to know the Jawas, one, are absolutely freaking adorable looking. They have just glowing eyes. They're in a little hood. They're tiny. They're little. And they're just black faces. And you don't actually see them. You just see their hoods and their light up eyes. So they're cute. And they just they just talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they talk like that. How can you not love that? So they do that. But they also um, steal 
things and sell things like they're it's oh, a yeah. black market situation going on. <laughs> anything they can find that's available they're that's scavengers not tied yeah. down they'll they'll take. Like, this is ours now yeah we own this <laughs> um so like i didn't love that but then i also mm. like liked them a lot and so then yes because they're cute and adorable and they they talk i had like i had talk. those same thoughts as a kid of i love the jawas i love how they talk I love how adorable they are. I don't like that they're being very mean to R2 and C-3PO. I don't like that they just electrocuted R2. I don't know how I feel. But they sold him to Luke. And I like Luke. And Luke needed them. So... And then, <laughs> then you see later when the stormtroopers <gasps> have arrived on the planet mm. to um, to go after the droids. They're all they're following C three PO and R two D two because R two D two has these plans for the Death Star. And the stormtroopers have massacred the Jawas. Also, and then as a blamed child. a different and desert indigenous yes, people, the sand people, <laughs> um, which I didn't clock as a kid. Didn't get that. Whole oh, you didn't get thing. that it was a frame job. No, I didn't get it at all. Like, mm. I actually was like, I actually was like, wait a minute, all the Jawas are dead? Like, that's how little I remember Aww. of that moment. Because I think as a kid, I was like, nope, I <laughs> can't comprehend that one. Like, I, do, I just can't handle a genocide right now. <laughs> I like, can't handle the destruction of entire people. I no, no. I well, definitely, so Star as an Wars, adult watching it, I, I was mean, like, wow. Oh, yeah. Also, movie, Star Wars really likes to toss those in there, don't they? They're like, oh, you just killed an entire people. That oh, whole gosh. planet okay. just blew up. Like, what okay. is happening? That was interesting watching it as an adult, because I'm like, as a kid, the gravity of the planet no. blowing up was not there. No. no. I got that a planet blew up, but I think my brain always like, I don't know the people who were on there. Yeah. And it looked like a moon. Might as well yeah. have just been an unpopulated moon. It wasn't until sure. I was much older that I was like, oh no, that's like millions upon millions. Like I knew Obi-Wan was sad about it. And I was like, oh, I guess there must have been people on there. But the real gravity of it yeah. really doesn't hit. And I, I, no. and I think that's also the movie. There's not a lot of pauses for let us take a moment to remember even, the loss of an entire Even <laughs> Leia, Leia, yes. who is Princess Leia, who is from Alderaan. When yep. Alderaan blows up, she's very Born excited about it, like obviously. And her family was there, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. When they land and move on with the plans for the Death Star, she actually says, like, no time to deal, like, no we'll time to deal with that bullshit. That and later. You know what? A part of me was like, you know what? You have excellent compartmentalization skills. Also, it's probably not healthy. Yeah. I hope they have very good therapists in the rebellion because you're going to need right? to talk that shit out later. Nope. <laughs> that is the general Leia coming through right there. She's like, we don't have time for this shit. Let's move on. Let's kill this Just fucking Death Star. Suppress yeah. it, damn it. Just put that in a deep pit in your gut and let that well, form into a cancer and, later. And compare it to Rogue One, where, sorry, everyone, we're about, to, I'm, Lisa's about to do a little bit of a deep dive. If you know Rogue One, wonderful. If you don't, just uh, look at the wall. Just uh, know Rogue One is the one of the, the best prequel. Star Wars movies. It's the prequel to A New Hope. It's literally the events leading up to how they got the plans for the Death Star. There you go. And it's fabulous. Everyone should watch it. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. But the gravitas of they destroy a planet early on in the film. That's how they learn what the Death Star is. And that feels... Like a planet has just blown up. Like, yeah. Like, oh my God, people. Mm -hmm. This one, it is. There's something about the pacing of this one where they're like, no time. We got to keep going. No time. Totally. The rebellion. No time. And you're totally. like, totally. So as a kid, like, I mean, I, I think it still matters. It's obviously very important. It's very scary. But as a kid, as a result, you're just like, oh, well, okay, we keep moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of. It's a galaxy. There's lots of planets. Look totally. at how the alien folk are around. It's fine. 
That's how I felt about it too. And I feel yeah. like I was very disconnected when Alderaan gets blown mm-hmm. up. And mm-hmm. like, and then when Leia's upset, I remember just kind of being like, why is she so upset? And someone's like, that was her planet. I'm like, oh, that is sad. But you just kind of move on because you don't, you haven't seen the planet. No. You haven't seen anyone on the you planet, which is the people, best, I think. You have, no, you have no connection with it. You're just like, it was just a planet. Yeah. It, it's true. When you have yeah. a connection, it hits way harder. So yes. it's just, it was just interesting. I'm totally with you. As a kid, I also was like, oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no. like, I, I was more concerned on. when they were almost going to blow up the, the rebels because you're like I know them I yes. see them that base we can't let them blow up the base that's where Leia is that's where all these other people are and they like then, that then the rebels are no more and then what <gasps> like so you're like the stakes are different for that totally one, for sure it's a different vibe different so vibe. yeah as a kid I definitely um, so I separated the Jawas death mm. for sure mm. um, I also separated um Uncle, Uncle and Aunt Beru. Oh, yeah, for sure. That hurt me as a that... kid. It really upset me that um, so so they get to the Jawa scene, right? They're looking around. They're like, I don't understand. And Obi Wan is explaining because he's a wise, oh, he's man, so wise. Who we all love is explaining that um, this is a setup. It is actually stormtroopers. Here's why. And Sand Luke people. Everyone, here's why. Sand people walk single file to hide their to numbers. hide their numbers. Dan also, said that these to me once. Blaster marks. Too uh, precise. Too precise. <laughs> to a be... stormtrooper must. And when he said that, though, I was like, "Oh, I laugh." Troopers are the as least an, as an adult. It's really funny that line awesome. because you're like, "No, imperial shooters are not that precise." We've watched evidence of them yeah. being horrible. There's <laughs> a running joke that they're not good at what they do. That um, if they shot a red shirt, the red shirt would still die, despite the fact that the you know, stormtrooper. Yes. Uh, Dan said to me once the sa- the sand people line. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being like, right, 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 right. And now watching it as an adult, I was like, that's the line that Dan said to me. Like he oh, said to he me, said it all the time. I he said it all the time, and I'm like, I hear it in Dan's voice sometimes. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. When there he said go. it, I was like, oh, now I know where that got it. Like I knew oh, it you're... was from Star Wars. No, I didn't. Claw- I... He says it, and I'm always like, hi, yeah, Star Wars reference for sure. Like that's the one line that I'm like, I don't know what we're talking about. And then. <laughs> Just watching it, and now today, at last, I was like, "This is the moment. This is it." Dan, Dan clocked oh, that man. line. So anyway, That's now line. I know that line. It's a yep. good. Well, it's. I like that. I actually loved that line as a kid because I was like, "Ooh, interesting." No, That's how sand yes. people travel. That's yes. brilliant of them. Okay, so um, go on, Lisa, with your. I so, interrupted you. So Luke then clues in. Was like, "Well, how would they know to do the Jawas if they're tracking the droids? Then they know the Jawas sold them." back home and he freaks out and he races in his speeder back home by himself and he gets there and his farm that he has been raised on that he has grown up on and his aunt and his uncle who have raised him since he was a baby that is in smolders and there are charred skeletons of his aunt and uncle in front of the farmstead and as a kid I remember being like and you met them. You met Uncle Owen. You met Aunt Brew. I really liked Aunt Brew. I was like, she's I did so too. sympathetic to Luke. She's so lovely. Oh, and you got to listen to her. She gets, He has to leave the planet sometime. He's like, yeah. I don't know. He's not a farmer. He's got too much of his father in him. That's what I'm afraid of. Um... <laughs> Classic. And so as a kid, it is quite sad to see that that's it's what very happens. Sad. And then Luke, as he says to Obi-Wan, is like, I'm coming with you. There's nothing here for me anymore. And you're like, mm, so unfortunate. I'm sorry. That is sad. That's very that's sad. This is only buddies. And all, yeah. I'm just like, that's this is family. Yeah. As far as he knows, that's everybody. And so it's, his only it's, family. Really, it's really quite sad. And he's now, he's now got a reason, though, to fight against the Imperials and to really join the rebellion. And so that's, I mean, it's 
all good for story arcing. But as a kid, I remember just being like, Emperor and Uncle Owen are dead. Yeah. But I don't like stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you're like, move on. Time to go to Moss Eisley and meet Han Solo. I have to say the pacing for this movie is insane. Like, I we're an hour into the movie. <laughs> I remember I had to pause it to go to the bathroom. We're an hour in. And and which is like halfway through the movie, mm. it has felt like nothing has happened and yet everything, everything has happened. Has happened. I, I, I was like, how has time felt like this? Because I'm like, I know we got to get to Leia. I know we got to rescue her. I know there's the yeah. trash compactor scene. I know that they got to go, go and then they the got to have the, the epic battle like, at the end. Yeah, 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 like we have a lot to cover and yet if we're an hour in, we haven't hit any of those points. And then it's, they really it was, do set everything up. They're yeah. very, I will give this movie in props. very quick scenes. Like yes. it's very, and they're doing the classic 1977. Three sentences happen, and then it's like star swipe. And then I the love next it. scene and then, happens. Ooh, nice dissolve. Yeah, that's a beautiful one. Totally. It's like, oh wow, the landscape is going up. Oh, now it's going <laughs> sideways, and we're, and you know what we're I tracking love, the next thing. It's great. I will. What I really appreciate about Star Wars is they kept that through every. They have movie. to. Yeah, they every definitely... movie went. This is the style. If we don't do it, it looks absurd. <laughs> uh, this is the way. This is the, they're, they're, this mm. is the way. This is the way. It's gonna be great. just nothing but Star Wars references, everyone. Oh, I assume you so knew that good. going in. Um, so anyway, so they so they're establishing so much. They're establishing they so much, so and they're well. doing it quickly, and they're keeping the pace and going. And then they move on to the next thing, and you're like, okay, I guess this yeah. is here. Oh, okay. Oh, now they got to be in outer space. But at the same time, you wonder, like, as a kid, I really appreciate that they also added in the moments with like the imperial generals when they're talking to vader where they're explaining republic has been dissolved and like the Mm. senate's no longer a thing and it's so funny as a kid i remember just being like no idea no idea oh vader's choking that guy yeah (laughs) he finds his lack of powerful disturbing and i was like hey he's right on that the force is more powerful don't think that this death star is going to be bigger than the force you fool um totally it's just really funny because I remember being like, board meetings, board meetings. Oh, here we go. Board meeting, board meeting. Totally. I, like, I listened, but I obviously wasn't getting what the Senate was and what the right. Republic was. It's actually a really lovely Easter egg now, having watched so much going, oh, they dissolved the Senate. Oh, so that punk. <laughs> and what's interesting about that is like, so this is one of those weird chicken and the egg things, everybody, mm. with Star Wars, because the prequels came out later. And then like, so, so. Now I have all this knowledge and information yes. in my head from all of the later movies that are the yep. prequels. And so I can't tell you how I know the things they're talking about, <laughs> whether they came from watching the movie or whether they came Which from one? my knowledge of the other movies. So it's a, a really question. weird web of Star Wars that's just a net that encases my brain and like weaves through random things that I... And so when they're it talking is, about dissolving it, I was like, I was like, oh, right, they do do that. But like as a kid, I know I didn't listen. No. As a kid, I understood that the Republic was connected somehow to the Imperials, but it wasn't a good thing. And that the rebels were like, I I just understood which side, like certain phrases meant they're talking about the good guys now. Mm. They're talking about the bad guys. Like I cued in enough for that. But if you had asked me as a child or even as a young teen, so what was the Republican Senate? I would have been like, "Mm." yeah, no (laughs) idea. I couldn't tell you. That's a perfect way to describe it. You're like, I don't. Good question. 
Why would I know? I just know yeah. it's connected with the galaxy and the bad guys. Well, it's kind of like That's when it. Kevin talks about when he watches episode one oh again, my God. how yes. he has no idea that it was so political because that was he just was not so his takeaway. Yeah, he was, he was four so when it came out. Well, and they talk about okay, the prequels talk about trade negotiations for way longer than any movie should about that totally. you would expect for Star Wars. You're like, we're talking about trade negotiations. Yeah, there's a lot, and yeah. there's a lot of it, and a lot of politics, and a lot of that Senate. So it's as I imagine as a kid, it would be very much like. Eh? Yeah. Um, so we only get like glimpses of it in the original trilogy. The original trilogy, this one and the next two, are basically just occasionally mention it. So you have a bit of a grounding of the system, but they don't go into detail. And I yeah. think that works to their advantage because you don't need it. No. What you're focusing on are the people and the rebels and understanding how it's sort of connecting and adding to the fight that's happening. Yeah, like so the current... Fair. They're yeah. almost just giving you the skeleton that you need to know of how we got here in yes. this moment right now. And it's almost and how like they there's... need to move to the next way forward, right? Because like, there's too much exposition. Attack. Like oh, it's yeah. it's a certain point you have to like that's kind of what's interesting about this movie. It feels almost like there's two halves to this movie that are very mm. distinct. It's kind of like here's this exposition where lots is happening and you're on this adventure with these droids and you don't, you don't know where it's going in theory. Yeah. Um, and then they meet Han and Chewie and suddenly we're out in space. We're at the Death Star. We're rescuing Princess Action Leia. Action is happening. Obi-Wan is fighting going. Darth Vader. They're oh. escaping. Things are about to blow up. Like suddenly you're like, here we, we go. We have just hit hyperspace, people. We've just hit hyperspace. Yeah, we were exactly. going without it for a while and now we've entered it. Good job. Exactly. Oh, man. So yeah. uh, favorite scenes. I mean, I, so I loved Chewbacca. Loved Chewie. How could you not as a loved kid? Loved him. God. I he was he was i preferred him to han solo like yeah han, the only reason Fair. i liked han solo was because our brothers liked han solo and therefore han solo must be cool so yes. that to me is why yep. but i didn't han solo is sarcastic in and like and kind of too cool like he's he's just mm. kind of so i liked princess leia i loved chewy i really liked the droids luke Craig was kind of okay with but mm. like the droids and chewy and we're, we're, Princess Leia. we're really my favorites in this whole movie. Like, that was your jam. Yeah, they were, and they were more relatable. It was like that's fair. It was just more. I don't know how Chewie was more relatable, but it just was. He's just a big teddy bear. He's just emotion. He's yeah. pure emotion. And he's adorable and fuzzy. Yeah, right. He roars when he's upset. He yeah. roars when he's uncomfortable. He sort like, of does a growly thing when he's unsure. Hashtag relatable, right? Um, I remember very distinctly when they're trying mm. to save Princess Leia from the Death Star. So, like, that's a very like there because there's a lot yeah, of action. Great scene. There's a yeah. there's a lot of stormtroopers fighting them. There's a lot of uh, you stay here. We'll go do this. I Ben Kenobi just vanishes, and you're like, what's he going off to do? And then <laughs> and then Darth Vader like is like Ben is here, and you're like. Uh oh, this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna get this is, spicy. This is gonna go to an odd place. Okay, so I'm gonna spoiler everyone. Mm. Everyone who hasn't seen this movie or hasn't seen it in a while, maybe the rest of the episode you should pause and just go watch the movie um, yep. if you're interested. So I really struggled with mm. Obi Wan and Darth Vader fighting it out because I really liked Obi Wan, mm. and he's gone. Too quick, in child Pauline's opinion. And yes. I just remember feeling like, like, what's the point now? Like, I remember feeling very disheartened. Like, Luke gets disheartened. 
after mm-hmm. Darth Vader kills Obi-Wan. And I was like, yeah, Luke, yeah, yeah. What is this? Like, what are we doing now? Like, that's how I felt um, as a I kid it. watching it. Um, and I remember thinking, I think the other thing that confused me mm. from a timeline standpoint is, okay, so Obi-Wan gets killed by Darth Vader, everybody. But don't worry, he becomes more powerful than Darth could ever know because he has done it. So <laughs> could it's okay. possibly imagine. So he could possibly imagine. So that's all right. Um, but then they have to go. So they go off. They get rescued. There, there's a wonderful scene with a trash compactor that I remembered mm. um, very so distinct. That was actually yeah. probably. I think that was the most vivid memory I had was when they're stuck in the trash compactor. <laughs> that's a great scene. It's a great scene. The great. And you're like, how are they going to get out of this? Three PO, answer the phone. Um, anyway, <laughs> answer your so, communicator. Damn it. Oh, I turned it off. And it's like, why? Why did you do that, 3PO? <laughs> this is a crisis. Like, why, why would we ever think we wouldn't want to communicate with them? Anyway, so um, confusing me about the timeline hmm. of these movies and how all three of them really blended so well together. Because Obi-Wan dies in the first movie, which just seems like such an injustice to child Pauline. I just hated that fact so much. And then also they go on this mission to destroy the Death Star. But little do you know, everyone, in Empire Strikes Back, the next movie, suddenly there's another Death Star. And I remember Pauline was like, wait, wait a minute. And all you mean, the conversation... You mean Return of the Jedi. Sorry, Return... There you go. I'm even messing that up. See? Yep. I don't know, everyone. It's blended. So in, Ret- in Return of the Jedi, when there's another Death Star, and then you're yes. like... So then you're like, wait a minute. They Pauline clearly didn't listen to the conversation about how another one is getting built like they that didn't come through either so anyway so i just remember that the ending of this movie mm. felt to me like it should be the ending of the series they blow up the death star yep. han and luke get a medal everybody's happy they all laugh at the end smiling and then the credits roll obi-wan's dead and i'm like this is the finale to an entire three film movie that confused the shit. So why don't we come in intermittently to these movies? I wouldn't know which one we were in, but no joke. I feel embarrassed to say this. Don't tell any of the other siblings. I won't. The end of this one is what I thought the end of Return of the Jedi was. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And I was like, as it was coming, because I was like, in my head, I was like, I don't remember how this one ends. Like, I know the Death Star blows up, and I know they celebrate, and everyone's like, yeah, and, and R2-D2 is slightly smoking on fire, and they're going to fix him. And then it pans to the medal ceremony, and I was like, wait, how does <laughs> Return of the Jedi end? Now I don't know. Oh, now man. I don't know. I, lo- I am so looking forward to when we get to Empire and then Return of the Jedi, because it sounds like your poor child brain really scrambled them all together, it and I'm really... so curious. Really what did. you'll do when you get to the return and you return the Jedi and go, oh, yeah. That's how I mean, I know that there's a celebration of the Ewoks because I love the Ewoks to bits. Yep, so yep. I know, I know that's pretty much the end. Like I know there's more that does follow, but that's boom, really boom, boom, that boom, movie. Boom, 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 oh yeah, it's a weird party. <laughs> that's right. I just remember <laughs> them <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> oh my god. Oh God! I'm just anyway, seeing, I'm just seeing dancing Ewoks now. Everybody, okay. so, so anyway, uh, I'm useless at the moment. Um, no, it's okay. Yes, that's, so that's that's, that's, that's what I, I can see why though, because yeah. we 
the style of the movies are so consistent. I give it that. All three oh, movies can, can maintain the same styles, uh, costumes, the soundtrack, everything. So it's very consistent with how it's shot, how the actors look, everything else. So for a kid where these movies are playing on and off continuously, if you're coming in and out of them, I totally mm-hmm. get why mm-hmm. you're like, eh, mm, this way, and no, this way. Where's this? The okay. first one starts when you're in the middle of the rebellion. Yep. So I'm like, what's the beginning? Where are we? Like, they, there is no could, beginning, Pauline. There's Just no end. There is no end. It's the force. <laughs> so it's... It, so that's it's scrambled in my brain for that oh, exact no. reason. The first yeah. one starts when things are already happening. It ends what 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 feels like a finale. So I just I watching it. Poor enough, little Pauline. Like, oh man, I don't even know where to go in Empire Strikes Back. Like, I'm like <laughs> I I know where they have to be and what happens, but I I couldn't tell you the oh, man. order of how it goes down. So amazing, amazing. Anyway, so that's a really embarrassing thing that we cannot tell my siblings. I siblings about. I will um, tell none of the siblings because they're going to be we like you, here. noob. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Other than that, um, I mean, I remembered like obviously when they're going after the Death Star, I remembered that Han shows up with the Millennium Falcon and everything's amazing. Uh, the um, Han's ex machina. Uh, the Hans X Machina yes yes um, so anyway I just I, that's it was solid watching it as an adult made more <laughs> sense I think is my takeaway <laughs> childhood Pauline was very confused basically the whole Pauline. movie the whole movie <laughs> the whole movie Lisa what about what about you I was not that confused um, no. well that's lucky <laughs> I New Hope as a kid was my favorite Star Wars of the three. Why? The one what, I... what a part? Why? Um, no, like it's why? a critique. It's no, like. So um, well, uh, so I as a we get to see Ben Kenobi alive, and that mattered to me a great deal. So Ben Kenobi uh, main, remains one of my all-time favorite Star Wars characters, whether he's played by Ewan McGregor or the wonderful Alec Guinness. As a kid, watching it for the first time. As we've established on this podcast, Lisa loves herself a good mentor, and he is an <laughs> ultimate mentor. I love him. He's yes. got this wonderful British accent. He explains things so perfectly. He's very patient. He's surprisingly powerful for an old guy. And uh, Luke has this lovely bond and attachment after he's lost everything else. And so I loved that. I, um, My favorite characters, I also love the droids. I'm not going to lie. The droids were an absolute delight because, of course, you meet them first. You get their connection first. I did enjoy the humor between them. I really loved Luke as a kid. Mm. I loved Luke. I mean, I loved... There wasn't a character I didn't enjoy in the movie. There wasn't a character who I went, oh, this person. Like, I loved loved the droids. I loved Ben Kenobi. I loved Darth Vader. He was such a good, creepy bad guy. Yeah, he's great. He's wonderful. Loved Leia. So saucy. So strong. So none of this bullshit type of person. Yeah, I but really I, for some that. reason, really connected with Luke. I felt a lot for him. He's this, you know, kid, middle of nowhere, really wants to, to you know, try some new stuff. He's got responsibilities, but, you know, he's a teen. He's, I like how he talks because it was how a teen would talk. He's like, it's not fair. I want to go do stuff with my life. And then horrible things happen and he has to rise to the occasion. And he's the fish out of water who, you know, wants to be good at what he's doing but like he's never been out of his farm town before 
Right. He doesn't know what he's doing. And he gets Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan tells him he's going to be awesome with the Force. And as a kid, I was like, okay, noted. Yeah. I believe what Obi-Wan says. And I like Luke. He seems very sweet. And I think that's the difference. Han was so sarcastic and rude to Leia right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And Luke wasn't. Luke was earnest and thoughtful and was trying to do the right thing constantly. And I just, as a kid, I gravitated more to that than yeah. I did to like the sarcastic hotshot that just is, is I preferred the the kind uh, teen who was doing his best and um, and I really felt a lot of empathy for when when I also was very upset when Obi-Wan died when the lightsaber battle would happen I'd always be like no here comes the part I love it but also I don't love it and the part where Luke screams no as a kid I was like yes, I feel the same way shoot those stormtroopers um, yeah. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon and goes away and I think why I liked this movie is it was run, definitely Luke. run Luke run I love I love Obi-Wan Kenobi has a oh. ghost voice everyone yeah so from onward ever since he died because he's becoming more powerful Luke perpetually and I think that's why it made it better for me I was still sad that Obi-Wan died but I think you because know I then, that he's I know he's still around yeah. I know I get to see his little force ghost in Empire Strikes Back and his yes. force ghost again in Return of the Jedi and I know I get to hear his voice so he's not really dead it's okay um I think why I liked the first one so much is it was the most straightforward of the three films as a kid it was easier for me to go beginning, middle, end. Mm. And so you have the fight. You have to find the Death Star plans. They go to Luke. Like, it's the origins of a lot of relationships. This is how the droids meet Luke. This is how they meet Obi-Wan. This is how Luke learns about the Force. Therefore, you learn about the Force. This is how they meet Han. This is how they meet Chewbacca. This is how they get Princess Leia. This is how they fight back against the bad guys. Medal ceremony, the end. So as a kid, I was like, I can follow the major points of this. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I get where we're going. I get all yeah. of this. It gets way more complicated in Empire Strikes Back. And then Return of the Jedi did have the Ewoks and I freaking loved them as a kid. But I think because I also feel like this was the first one I watched from beginning to end as a kid. So it left a bigger impression mm. as a result of that too. So that was why it was like a favorite Fair. favorite. That makes um, sense. So I would say of the original trilogy, it's probably the one I know the best because as a kid, it was the one I watched the most frequently on my own if I chose to, or I'd sit down and watch if someone else had it on because I really, really liked it. Like you, I learned not to talk about my favorite character, whether from siblings or from friends. I didn't realize Luke was such an unpopular character for a lot of people. Which is mind-blowing. Which is strange to me. I really love him. I think he's awesome. I think he gets better with each movie. Um, So I have such a soft spot for him. And I was critiqued by friends for why of all Mm. the characters. And especially a a lot of um, friends who are are ladies would be like, isn't Leia your favorite? And I'm like, okay, I love Leia. Yeah, (laughs) I can be a badass feminist and still like one of the male characters. I know. I was like, how dare you? I love Leia. Leia's awesome. I love everything about Leia. Luke is my jam. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> this is my person. Um, him and Obi-Wan, they're awesome. I love Obi-Wan to pieces. So, so yeah. So looking it over, rewatching it, I mean, it's hard because I definitely rewatched it more frequently than you. What? And I watched it more recently. I know yeah. this shocks everyone. I watched it in university because I, had, I it was the first time. So because... Star Wars was so ingrained in our household. I was genuinely shocked when I met people who'd never seen the Star Wars. Yeah, movie. yeah, oh yeah. I just, I it was more like mm-hmm. a weren't 
doesn't every household just have them on a loop? Like, I remember being like, of all the movies, really? Does you guys don't just... have, like, a bucket of Star Wars guys? Just Yeah, you you don't just have, in you know... your house? Everywhere. Like, I... I When you talked about how you were, like, the the dark horse in the Star Wars game, when I worked at Indigo, we would get in all the Star Wars Lego, right? All the Lego would come mm. in with the other Lego sets. And I would know the names of all of the, you know, spacecrafts and the AT-AT, the ADATs, and I knew the ATST, I knew what the difference was between them. Obviously, <laughs> yes. Coworker who was like, how do you? And he was a guy and he loves Star Wars. And he's like, how do you know all the names so well? And I'm like, brothers and many viewings and my nephew and my other brother. <laughs> I was like, everyone, everyone in my family. I just know this stuff. Yeah. Um, so I remember because it was so ingrained, I just, and because you met so many other people who knew Star Wars, right? And who liked Star Wars or had at least seen it. When I got to university, I had two friends who had never seen any Star Wars. Mind blowing. I'd never seen the I don't know. Trilogy. I don't understand. And I, I honestly how. was like, I don't understand. Yeah. So um, one of my favorite stories, my good friend, Jess, she never listens to podcasts, so she'll never know I'm telling this story, but she wanted to watch the original trilogy. And I was like, on board for that. Absolutely. Let's watch it. And so we're watching it. And the only Star Wars she had ever seen as a kid were the old 80s animated Ewok cartoons. Great, great cartoons. Great cartoons. <laughs> so classic. Don't rewatch them now. Yeah. Um, so we're watching it and we got to the part where the job was, came in in the first movie and she turned to me she's like oh Ewoks and I'm like oh I'm sorry no those those are Jawas the Ewoks don't come until the third movie and she looked at me and she went no Lisa those are Ewoks and I was looking at her and I was very taken aback by her firm tone and I went no Jess those are Jawas trust me and she's like Lisa they're Ewoks and I'm like Jess of the two of us who has watched (laughs) this movie on a loop since childhood and who is watching it for the first time and she just went they aren't they aren't Ewoks I'm like no they're Jawas and she's like I always thought those guys were Ewoks in hoods and I was like no. fair I mean like fair I get where you're coming they're from cute and, and little trust and they... me when I tell you what they are because I've seen it before yeah but anyway so it's so ingrained like you there's a fountain of knowledge I have about all things Star Wars that only comes up when trivia happens or someone asks a random question, I'm like, oh, that's so-and-so. Allow me to give you their backstory, even yeah. though you didn't ask for it. Yeah. Here you go. I just can't seem to stop myself from continuing talking, even as I look at your face and realize you don't yeah. care. And You're not interested in what I'm about to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because somehow this information has to exit my brain. <laughs> This has it to does come it out. through my mouth. This yep. has to come out in some capacity. So rewatching it, it was just, it was very familiar. I do say I was disappointed. So Disney Plus, the only one it has mm, as a version. Of course. Is the version that was George Lucas's touch up. And this does not matter to anyone else, but it matters to me. Because I feel like the CGI that was added. So there's some scenes and some CGI that was added into the film after the fact. And George Lucas did this in preparation for when the prequels came out because they re-released these movies in theaters and that was a big selling feature. Oh, they've been touched up, scenes have been added. And I remember especially as a kid, and even now, I don't like it because I feel like it's really obvious that it's not part oh, of yeah. the original filming. Yeah. And it hasn't aged well. The rest of the movie actually has aged in a lovely way because there's no CGI. So even though it's like old school and how it's done, it almost feels more timeless because yeah. 
everything is realistic. And so when you see the CGI inserted, it just ages the hell out of the movie and mm-hmm. is weird. And it kept pulling me out. Um, but I, I wanted to watch it this way because I knew that's how you were watching it. And so I didn't put in my oh, DVD copy. Look how noble you are. I was like, are. no, we gotta, we're going to watch it because this is the one Pauline's watching. So if we end up talking about stuff, i got to be on board. But oh, man, uh, this is, I'd rather watch the original. <laughs> fair enough. That's how... <clears throat> That's my purest vision. No. Pauline says she's a purist. That's my purest. I mean, I'm and like clearly I'm not. I couldn't even tell you the yeah. difference in the the order of the three movies. Mm-hmm. It's more so that it's like I still have I still love them, even yes. though I'm not the biggest fan in our house. And I will never, ever, so ever, important. ever, ever hold that title, nor do I care to hold that title. No, it's no one just, needs that battle. No and actually, you know battle. what's funny? So I don't like the CGI either. I, like, I, mm-hmm. I really, I, and immediately I'm like, oh, but like, there are parts to it that I'm also like, I just didn't care the way our whole family cared. Mm-hmm. Our whole family was like, this is outrageous. You shouldn't have <laughs> any of this in there. And I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> do we really care that this extra job of the hut scene is in here like why are we all upset about this yes. like but yes we do care and so then i felt like i had to care even though i really didn't care like i oh, i don't like the cgi my... just because like you said it pulls you out it definitely dates it like you're like wow this is very late 90s cgi mm, thanks so much George yeah. lucas but it's more so that i'm just like guys like the whole movie is basically the same like nothing is different like okay we're fine but um, oh 100 yeah no, um, i definitely didn't feel the same way that everyone else did but i just no, went along with enough. it but and i will say obviously and we talked about in the trivia episode how important the music is of this movie oh. that is what is so wonderful about this film for me i know all of the the score changes i know when we get to luke's theme i know when we get to obi-wan's i know like there's just certain beats that the soundtrack hits that whenever it hits those ones i'm like just gonna take a moment i'm gonna just listen to that for a moment it makes me so happy the scene where luke is upset and he comes out of the farm and he's looking at the two moons of tatooine and this the swell of the score that happens every time I, I love it. I love it so much. It it's so a great, good. it's a great score. There's such good score. And so this film is elevated even further just because of how superb the score is for this movie. It is better than this movie ever deserved. To have. That actually is a true state. Like it's a, it's it almost like, I don't know how to describe it, but George Lucas thought this movie was going to be a failure. Right. So mm-hmm. it's funny. Cause it's like to think your movie's going to be a failure, but you had this Soundtrack that is so, so clearly not a failure. Like this is well, the most successful music you could possibly I, imagine ever, that you could yeah. ever imagine that has come on and it and it has succeeded way beyond anyone could imagine. And what I will say about the music, because I think this is important, at the time in the seventies, no one was using orchestras mm. for their soundtracks for films. They they all got in the seventies. If you were doing a space one, it was all techno. If you were doing like everything had switched over to like synthesizers or to a lot of bass or to like rock and so and like more uh, modern. Yeah, and so sounding that makes sense. Lo- all of the orchestras that would play for film were not being utilized in the same way. So Lucas actually was able to get them for quite cheap for his little movie and he wanted them and i will say that was probably one of the best decisions he made there are so many decisions made for this movie but it's one of the best because if this soundtrack had been synthesized this movie i don't think would have aged nearly as well yeah would would it would have aged the same way because as soon as you get that soundtrack and it's very 
particular to the 70s, it dates it. Whereas this way, by having an orchestra, it's timeless. And so whenever I hear it, every time I sit back and go, John Williams is a genius. I'm so glad George Lucas went with an orchestra. Freaking love the soundtrack. It's amazing. <laughs> and I actually think that's the through line for all the movies, despite mm-hmm. however you might feel about the prequels or oh, the sequels, 100%. like anything yeah. like that, the soundtrack will literally always deliver in every Star Wars movie. Percent. If you're they have a blueprint. Unsure, they have a blueprint. If you're ever unsure, listen to Duel of the Fates from Phantom Menace. Oh. That is a killer <laughs> Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> After watching this movie, I was like, I want to watch Phantom Menace. Like I was like, I can't wait to watch all the Star Wars now. So we're gonna anyway. just do all of them. Oh. All of them in this but. podcast now. Anyways, so that's that's the last I'll say. I think we've talked for a fair bit. We knew this was gonna happen. Yeah. So why we don't did. we why don't we shift gears unless there's anything else you wanted to add? No. So the next part, we're going to shift gears into uh, the Bechtel test. So whenever Pauline and I rewatch a movie for our podcast, we evaluate it with the Bechtel test, which we know is an imperfect test, but is one that is a way of looking at female characters in films and female roles, particularly in older movies, but even modern ones, uh, just sort of paying attention to how many lines are given to female characters, what kind of conversations they're given, the ratio of female to male characters, all that fun stuff. So Pauline, for the Bechdel mm-hmm. test, could you tell everyone how one passes the Bechdel test? And then yes. if Star Wars A New Hope does so. Yes, let me tell you, everyone. So the Bechdel test has three requirements in order to pass it. Uh, one, you have to have two named female characters. Two, they have to talk to each other. And three, when they do so, it has to be about something other than a man or men. And this movie, very sadly and unsurprisingly, <laughs> does not pass it. It has Aunt Beru. Yeah. And it has Princess Leia. So it has two named female characters. <laughs> That's it. That's as far um, as we go. And they never see each other. They never talk to each other. They never interact with each other. So yeah. um, absolutely not. It does not pass. Um, I knew that going in. I basically we was all, like, there's no point. <laughs> I didn't even write it down. Like, I was like, Oops. no, it doesn't even matter. So we knew it, but just so you know. <sighs> just how it rolls. Alas. Okay. Yeah. Alas. Alas. All right, so then continuing on in this sort of same vein, uh, we also, when we're looking at films, because we know we're looking at films, as we said, that are older, that are from childhood, and so we'd like to give you a heads up on anything, we're paying attention to anything that might be deemed offensive in a movie, and offensive is a very strong term. Sometimes it's merited, sometimes a movie has shades of homophobia, racism, sexism, misogyny, you know, has terrible content and what was appropriate then is no longer considered appropriate now. And then sometimes movies just haven't aged well in some respects. We wouldn't call them necessarily offensive, but there's just some stuff to be mindful of. So Pauline, for Star Wars A New Hope, was there anything you clocked that either was offensive or that didn't age well uh, to what a modern audience would enjoy? Um, no. I didn't notice anything. Mm. But I feel I'm wrong. Like, I... (laughs) Uh, like a part of me is like, I mean, Han Solo is not offensive. He does have an attitude adjustment yeah. that's needed with yeah. Princess Leia, and we get more into that. That becomes more problematic in Empire Strikes Back. New Hope um, is definitely him at his tamest. Yeah, and like <laughs> it's kind of the tamest out of all of them. Like, there's kind yes. of I almost feel like there's too much exposition going on for them to have any. Like, I was really happy that the insults exchanged between C3PO and R2D2 are very harmless. He calls him a twerp. <laughs> Or a glob of grease, and you're like, okay, all right, we can handle all of these. So, well, and as we as we said, you don't hear it, but R two from 
3PO's reactions, R2 is insulting him back. It's not yeah. like R2's just taking right. it yeah, and no. is sad. R2 no. just whips back in his own little beep boop language something else. And then R- 3PO's offended. And then <laughs> and insults him again. Says and something back. Yeah. And, but they do have a very hilarious, antagonistic, but loving relationship because he ditches R2-D2 at one Almost point. But then when he finds <laughs> R2-D2, he's so delighted to see him again. So it's just their relationship is entertaining anyway. and then and then he like has his back when yeah. he's like he's like tries to make sure that he gets bought for, with luke skywalker as well but then he's like you owe me and then it's like <laughs> and then it's, it's like well, a, you... man i'm so glad you're with me buddy it's uh, yeah I, know, I stuck my neck out for you totally and but then earlier in the movie he's like we've been through a lot together i'm like what what, what is it three people get together <laughs> <I love their relationship. laughs> like, uh, but yeah no any of the insults there's nothing that you're like Ooh. yeah they're, they're very they're very particular to droids and they're usually quite silly more than anything else right yeah so there was nothing that i was like that's offensive like nothing was said there was no language it's not homophobic it's not yeah it's not sexist like it's it's actually very very normal like just uh yeah all of them seem like normal characters i would say the only thing is the only han solo line where i went (laughs) which one because because he does he'll like i love it because he refers to refers to leia's your worshipfulness yeah he also says like listen sister and i'm like okay do we call one point he calls her sweetheart and you're like okay Uh, um but the one for me is after she has suggested that they go into the garbage chute flyboy which is the name of our episode and he's angry because they then are trapped in a garbage chute but it wasn't like they were doing great before and compelled how could you think him how could you think you're not gonna end up where the garbage goes totally you know where you were headed right right Um, she called it a garbage chute when you went in it (laughs) um but at one point afterwards he's saying what they should do next and he said we should just avoid any more female advice and mm. turns and looks at her and it's said very quietly very quickly it's the fact that he feels the need to say female advice if he had just said advice and looked pointedly at her that's would right. be funny i just don't like that they had to add in the female advice right to make it Agreed. that misogynistic line that it didn't have to be it could still that's be true. their antagonistic relationship and again that is a very 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 minor thing um it's barely there blink and you miss it the only thing i'd say about this is this is a galaxy of light people? Yeah, and of course. Aliens. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up, but I was also like, well, Lando shows up in the next one, so I'm like, we yeah, got yeah. one black guy he, later. He up. I remember the joke being, all right, for anyone who hasn't seen Rogue One, skip this joke. But the joke being, because in Rogue One, since it was made recently, there are people from all kinds of ethnic backgrounds. It's wonderful. Everyone you could possibly imagine. It's great. Humanity as it is meant to be seen. Yeah. But pretty much all the rebels die in that one. So the joke is that all they sent all of the wonderful people who are of <laughs> different backgrounds to die in that endeavor. And so all the white crews left from the original trilogy. There's definitely a <laughs> there's definitely a reality where you you can tell the movies made in the 70s versus the ones made in the 21st century. This is what's made recently. You're like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. see what's happened. So just yeah, it's, it's a white galaxy in in the new in world. this in this one in the next, and <laughs> also with Lando. Like Lando's the only, and it's, even then, token. it's like there's yeah, he's the token <laughs> black guy. Uh, oh god, yeah. so just 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 noted. We are aware. <laughs> very aware. 
very aware. Okay, but that's that's it. That's honestly it. This it's pittance compared to so many other movies we've reviewed. This was actually I was a little worried going in. I'm like, I know I know this movie backwards and forwards, but now I'm actually paying attention to it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm concerned this is going to be a Back to the Future moment. Yeah, where you're like, do I know this movie backwards and forwards? Do I really know it? No. Um, anyways, so wonderful. So let's shift in uh, So the one just before quotes, which is one of our favorite things to do. This is where we add all the questions into one big question. So, Pauline, now that you have rewatched Star Wars A New Hope now, yes. that we have discussed it. Mm-hmm. Is this a movie that is held up? Is it one you would recommend? If so, who would you recommend it to? Will you rewatch this movie? And what would you give it out of 10? This is, a, this is a hard one for me. I Because there's so much nostalgia to this yes. movie that I just, that I, again, as someone who's not a devotee, even I have. And I'm like, I don't know why. It's just, it's ingrained <laughs> in my blood. So there's no way my opinion is unbiased. Mm. I, I feel like, is it a great movie? Like, if, is it a great movie? And I just, I'm like... At the time, it must have been insane to see this movie in the movie theater. Like, it must have been mind-blowing. And the innovation of this movie, how it it led to all of the sci-fi that we know today that has held up as a result of this movie, like, you can't... You can't deny that. You cannot mm. you cannot argue that. So it's like, it, does it stand alone really well by itself? I don't know if I have the answer for that. Because it's like, if you've seen any of the newer Star Wars, I feel like you have to have seen these ones to really appreciate the new ones, to get what's going on with the plot. But I don't know. Because I've seen this since I was five <laughs> on a loop. So I, I couldn't tell you if that's true or not. So it's... Would I recommend it to others? I mean, I think you know if you've already seen this movie, whether you like it or not, whether you're going to rewatch it. If you love it, you've probably watched it 25 times. You don't need my recommendation. So I guess I'll say to the people listening who maybe haven't watched it in a while, I would say it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. The two hours went very quickly. Like I said, it, it moves very quickly. They, they really get to it. So I really appreciate that. And Child <laughs> Pauline always appreciated that. So I would say like, it's a good, easy watching movie. It's, it really actually is quite enjoyable. Um, so if you haven't seen it in a while or you've never seen it, I personally feel like if you haven't seen any of the Star Wars, I think you should start with this one because this is how we all started. <laughs> You should be as confused as everyone else is. Um, Because that's just like how we all came to know it. So I just kind of feel like to me, I think that makes the most sense. So if if you're going to start with any of the Star Wars movies, I think you should start with this one because it's, it did, it started a dynasty. Like it, oh god yes right, like it, and it's it, not slowing down no it's not going everybody. anywhere so i guess uh, and in, and to keep up with i guess like the pop culture of today it's almost like there's something to be seen about watching it to actually appreciate like personally i actually think there's so much to appreciate in the like i know i was saying like, there's like so much new star wars stuff that i'm complaining about but i do have to say andor <laughs> is an amazing TV show. And I don't think I'm saying that as someone who's a Star Wars fan. It's just a really great show. Mm. But I genuinely feel like there's a lot 
that you can watch and enjoy as someone who maybe is a dabbler in the Star Wars genre like myself. Mm. And I feel like you could really get a lot out of some of the new shows and some of the new movies if you haven't seen them. If you want if you were interested in starting, I really do think there are some real there's some really good content and this would be the place to start. So I think everyone should see this mm. movie personally. I actually feel like it's a rite of passage if you weren't watching this on a loop when you were 5 start now uh maybe you can get as many viewings in that lisa has by the time you're you know 10 years out i don't know um but if you don't like star wars i mean don't watch this i mean that's very obvious if you're not a sci-fi person i don't know i i just feel like it's just such an iconic movie i just don't know how you aren't even mm. remotely interested like it's kind of like the harry potters or it's kind of like lord of the rings like i know that's sacrilegious to every star wars fan but it's like eh, there's for them. something to be said about when something becomes a, a cultural global movement mm. there's just a component where you're like don't you kind of want to get in on it and see what all the fuss is about mm-hmm. so that's kind of how i am about it so i mean i think you should watch it i think everyone should watch it um out of 10 i i you know what i give it an eight i'm giving mm. it an eight out of ten i love it love yeah it. will i watch it again uh yes i <laughs> Whether in whole or in part, at some point in my life, there's no way I'm not watching this again. So there you go. Maybe on some siblings TV show when you come for the visit. I feel inspired to watch it. I feel inspired to watch episode one. Like I want to watch the movie Star Wars movies in succession. Um, so I feel inspired to do that. I don't know if I will do that. I don't have the time. I feel like, but <laughs> that will happen at some point. I think. So it'll definitely get re- rewatched again. Lisa, what about you? I mean, um, I'm with you on the whole. This is a cultural phenomenon. It, it's it's not overstating it to say that everyone, even if you aren't a Star Wars fan, you've seen the scope of it. You've seen what it has done, how far it's reached. I think for some people who aren't Star Wars fans, they'd be shocked to see just how many, because they're not paying attention. But if they were to see how many shows and mm, movies exist mm-hmm. now, I think you would be video games, Lego yeah. sets, whatever. This is rather That's a, a good movement, point. right? Um, and whether it's be- you're getting into Star Wars because you're now watching The Mandalorian because you saw Baby Yoda and when I got to watch whatever that is. Right. Um, I This one is impossible for me to separate. I uh, 100% am biased. I am utterly biased. My brain was wired as a child to love Star Wars. My older siblings did a fantastic job of brainwashing me into loving this mm-hmm. to the point where I am still watching and I watched the first episode of the new Ahsoka show. If you don't know what that is, welcome. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. so so for me, re-watching it, as I said, this was my favorite as a kid. As an adult, I have different scope of things, but as a kid, I adored this movie. I loved it. It was easy for me to get the gist of. It's a it's a story that's easy for people to get into because it's it's basic. It's a boy, a girl in a galaxy. It's forces of good, forces of evil. It's rebelling against tyranny. That is a story everyone can understand and get behind. It's not it's not a hard one to cheer for. In it's that true. Regard. And I will say the effects are quite are still impressive. The score is gorgeous. It's just it is a timeless piece of cinema in my mind for what it has done, for what it created, for where it's at. Um, uh, like Pauline, if you've seen it and you hated it, you probably still hate it. If you saw it and you loved it as a kid and you haven't watched it since, give it a watch for that fun little like remembering childhood you who really enjoyed the original Star Wars. Like You don't have to get into all the other Star Wars stuff. If you remember really liking the original trilogy, I think you should rewatch it and enjoy it because... 
it is exactly what you remember it being. Mm-hmm. Star Wars and New Hope is still the same. Um, I don't want to go too into it because I feel like you've covered a fair bit very, very well. Um, but I would say it's definitely one that I will rewatch. I already know that. It's one that I would recommend for anyone who's who's never seen it and has been curious about Star Wars. I say go for it. As I said, I watched it with two friends who had never seen Star Wars before. They both enjoyed it. Um, and they were not Star Wars people. I They did obviously were not like immediate devotees who then were like show me all the other star wars yeah they were like that was really fun i could see how people would enjoy that um so i would say (laughs) give it a try if you're if you're if you're at all inclined if you're unsure where to start this is a good place to do so if you want to jump in on andor you can also do that too it's a prequel for things oh it's all good fun stuff it's great um but but overall i'd say it did held hold up for what it was for how long for how old this movie is as a sci-fi this is one of the few sci-fi movies oh yeah that does genuinely feel timeless that feels like it created its own universe galaxy that makes sense and that keeps going are there plot holes absolutely <laughs> but there has the series progresses sure but in comparison there's no other sci-fi that i can think of Mm-mm. that held up the way this one did and there's really very little that's that created the movement of scope that this film did and so i would say if you've never seen it and you've always been curious check it out see what it see what everyone else is talking about um it, rewatch it if you love it rewatch it if you haven't seen it since you were a kid 100 uh out of 10 with the nostalgia, it is a nine. <laughs> so I'm going to stay How there. How come it's not a ten? Come on. Oh, okay, with the nostalgia, it's a hundred percent. Like, it's a ten. <laughs> come on. It's a ten. I freaking love it. I love no. all the insult C-3PO exchanges. Come on. All you have to hear is the... Oh, yeah, it's great. And you know what it is. You know people even if you don't yeah even if you've never seen the movie it's iconic it's iconic it's you iconic. know shit yeah. from this movie so yes so nostalgia 10 out of 10 no nostalgia it's probably an eight Pauline's accurate on that <laughs> i mean and like i don't even know that even also has nostalgia but i also feel like it is a good movie like it's well, actually a good movie and it holds it on its own and, and i would just say watch it. there's quite a scope of critics who agree there's quite a scope of fans who agree that's kind of impressive in its own right guys this is in the top 250 movies on imdb on imdb like it's on the american film institute's lists of things of villains darth vader's on that villain list but of course he is um it's there's so many things that from this movie created so much else in cinema that you now know and love and I can't help but love this movie for that. So thank there you, movie. You thank, right. thank you, movie. Thank you. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's go into some quotes, Pauline. We knew yes. this was going to happen. We actually didn't say that many when we were going over the film, which I was kind of impressed by. Me too. Um, so, Pauline, would you like to start us off in whatever order you fe- see fit? Okay. What well, quotes would you like to start uh, us off? So many of my quotes are just quotes that we say as a family. Yes. It's quotes yeah. that just our whole family says them. And so I'll just start at the top kind of thing. I'll just go. Mm. So the first one that I that I felt the need to write down, other than mm. C-3PO's insults to R2-D2 because <laughs> they're great, um, is... Luke and his uncle have just purchased the droids and they're walking away but he's purchased a different R2 unit they chose someone other than R2-D2 I know, sacrilege everyone but he chooses him and he literally, the top on him like, starts smoking (laughs) and R2 just, uh, Luke just turns around and he's like, hey, Uncle Owen this R2 unit has a bad motivator and Uncle Owen turns to the Jawas hey, 
what are you trying to push on us? <laughs> and that's the line. And our whole family says it. And then they get R2-D2 instead. And, and, and Dan... Dan and Ben would say it like when Kevin slowed down, when he was a little kid, <laughs> if he would like get tired or fell asleep, they'd be like, this R2 unit has been motivated. So <laughs> uh, we would use it in common speech. <laughs> yeah, like it was a regular. <laughs> like this is something normal other people would say. Like that's a turn of phrase for someone who's going slowly through something <laughs> anyway okay what's yours there to your sister oh my god um well i mean one of the most iconic lines in the whole series is uh so leia records a message of herself that is supposed to go to obi-wan that is r2's whole little quest which is on tatooine he keeps trying to get to obi-wan he keeps getting toward it he finally gets there and the message you hear at the very beginning he plays a bit of it and luke is cleaning r2 after they've purchased him and he's talking to to 3po about oh you guys are part of the rebellion like tell me about all the battles and, r2 and 3po's like i'm not really a good storyteller and we haven't really done much which is the best way to answer that god what a downer yeah. and basically he ends up accidentally turning on a bit of the hologram speech a part of the speech that leia has and it opens with help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope and then she turns it off and it just goes on a loop and we have to say that line because everyone knows that line yeah. that line is from this movie yeah. and we would say it in our family we would say help All me the time. Obi- or, or you're my only hope we would say you're our, my only hope sometimes and yeah sarcastically we literally never said yeah we say serious tone to each other um then okay the next iconic Mm. line so darth vader Mm. is um telling everybody that the force (laughs) is more powerful than the death star and one of the generals who dan would know the name of um is telling him basically like don't go on and on about the force you're one of the only ones that we know that follows that that sorcery (laughs) that that old religion like they're all just downplaying the force so snotty so darth vader uh just picks him up using the force without actually touching him lifts him up and is choking him with his hand just not touching him just disconnected <laughs> it's like this from little claw him. motion he makes and he squeezes it tighter and tighter and then he says i mean i can't do a darth vader voice at least can you do it i find your lack of faith disturbing i mean that's a really good james earl jones he said that was very good bravo it's Lisa. good it's as good as a lady can do there's I no mean, way i can do it as, well as, I think that's good as, as good as most men can do i feel like <laughs> no you. one has a voice like james earl jones no so. no one can match that yeah but yeah that is that is a line we say and our brothers would say all the time all yeah the time. all the time, all and, the it's, time. and it is this iconic moment it's the first time you see him like you've seen him force choke the rebels and then you see him force choke an ally and the only reason he stops is because this other guy Grand Moss Tarkin who is in charge of him goes Vader enough release him and he's like fine as you wish and like drops him and as a kid I remember being like good thing he's there or yeah. that guy. <laughs> Darth Vader would just be killing everybody which is what happens in Empire Strikes Back because Grand Moff Tarkin gets killed in the Death Star I mean, what can you do? Suddenly, Vader's <laughs> on his own. He's like, I'm going to go kill bitches. I'm going to kill whoever the hell I want. Yeah. Everyone's going to piss me off. I'm going to fucking kill you. And that's yeah. his attitude. Force well, choke. You know, force choke. Force choke. I feel like if I could force choke and people were annoying oh, and antagonistic, I would abuse... I'd probably I would too. abuse that so badly. It's a good thing I don't have that ability. Right? Um, okay. So next line. This is one we would say all the time. It's an Obi-Wan Kenobi line. And it's when they're, they have to go hire someone to pilot them, right? 
So they're standing on the outskirts of a town known as I just want to I just want to let you know that you and I have the exact same lines written. Like it's just we <laughs> just are like okay. I know. And then I'm like, the well, we already said like, I've got people. a Darth Vader one. I'm like, I know which one it is. I'm just yeah. gonna go to the next one. Totally. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're well, talking about the same people in single file, so I'll scratch one off. Okay. So anyway, go on, Lisa, with your Moss Eisley <laughs> quote, please. And he goes, Moss Eisley spaceport. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. <laughs> And we would always say, you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy about random locations. or <laughs> Just things. Just I mean, things. and honestly, I wouldn't. I would never say that line. I heard that line from everybody. <laughs> and I knew it was from one of the Star Warses. I just didn't. And watching it, I was like, oh, classic. There like, you it was, go. Everything's coming together. Um, okay, the next iconic Ben Kenobi line. Mm. It, they're in Moss Eisley. They know that the stormtroopers are looking for them. And they're mm. in this little, like, um, would you? Would driving. you like me to be the stormtrooper? Sure, if you don't mind, okay. that would be great. Yeah. I mean, like, okay. I, I feel like I don't have the whole thing written down. But okay. basically... Obi-Wan uses a Jedi mind trick mm. and this is what happens. They get pulled over by the stormtroopers. They're asking identification, please. You don't need to see his identification. We don't need to see his identification. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. He can go about his business. You can uh, go about your business. And then later <laughs> Luke is like, I don't know how we got out of that. <laughs> And the best part is, Luke is watching the exchange, looking confused yeah. in the speeder. And you would assume the penny would drop at some point in that conversation, because Obi-Wan's also doing like a hand, hand motion. Hand gesture. This very, very gentle hand yeah. wave. You can move along. Move along. Move along. Is that great? Wonderful. You can drive, go about Luke, your business. Drive. Yeah, go about your business. No problem. Um, and then he says, I don't know how we got past them. Like, I thought we were dead. And it's yeah. like, dude. Luke, focus up, <laughs> would you? I know you're just a small town farm boy, but come on. <laughs> Body language, that's, my friend. That's what he said is uh, most dense in my opinion. Yeah. I thought we were dead. Yeah, Luke. Would you pay attention, please? Is this, is this your subtle way of, instead of asking, how did you do that? You just go, oh, how, I don't know how we got past that. I yeah. thought we were dead. Care to care to share? Yeah. No, he's not that subtle. No, Lisa. he means it earnestly. He's yeah. like, wow. Oh. That's really weird. I was really worried we were dead. It's strange. Let us go for no reason. Those were the droids he was looking for. Okay. So one one that I have, and it's only because Dan and Ben would use it a lot. So uh, when they're at Moss Eisley, they're at the bar, and Luke is just minding his own business. Obi-Wan is the one talking to various people who clearly are pilots. And this guy out of nowhere this one alien just growls and shoves Luke and Luke just kind of turns away trying not to like get involved. And this other guy who's his, the growly guy's friend just goes, he doesn't like you. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't like you either. You should just watch yourself. We're wanted men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> You'll be dead. Would say would say that I have the death sentence on twelve systems, and they'd also say that he doesn't you... like you. I don't like you either. Unreal. It's so stupid. I don't know how they chose which lines just made the cut, but those ones made <laughs> that the line. was one. So mm -hmm. we heard it all the time. Yeah. 
right, what you what you okay. got? So we got Han Solo finally uh, coming in with a go. line. Uh, this is another line. I know how fast the Millennium Falcon is because yes. of this line that got said all the time. So uh, Han's trying to tell them, you know, etc. Millennium Falcon, whatever. This is, you know. So he said she made the Kessel Run in less than twelve parsecs. She's fast enough for you, old man. <laughs> Uh, and 12 parsecs, I always knew that that's how fast the Millennium Falcon did yes. the, the Kessel Run. And the I Kessel don't know run. what the Kessel Run is. <laughs> and if you were to ask what the Kessel Run was, we could not tell you. And <laughs> I don't know how fast a parsec is, but all I know is the Millennium She'll make Falcon could do it. Light speed. She may not look cool. like much, but she's got it where it counts. I made a few special modifications myself. Listen, Lisa. Lisa's the Han Solo expert there. Tina Ben said that freaking all, all the time. They did say it all the time. I just figured we had to add that on. I mean, I appreciate that. Line. I appreciate it. Lisa, Lisa gives more context than I do. I just wrote down the one line. Lisa wrote down like the whole paragraph. No, Lisa knows the whole paragraph, so that's easier. <laughs> That's honestly more I don't. I can't write that fast, and I don't have it memorized. I'm just like, that's roughly what they say. Oh, man. All right. Well, I jumped on. Do you want to do another one? Do well, another all one? I want to say, all I want to say is before we exit Moss Eisley Bar, oh. I think the most important line from mm. Moss Eisley's Bar. Yes. So um, Obi-Wan and Luke have left because they've seen the Star Troopers are following them. So they've, yep. they've made a quick exit. Um, Han and Chewie are talking about, oh, man, those guys must be really desperate. We go, this is going to be great. I can pay back Jabba, et cetera, et cetera. And as Han Solo leaves, he runs yes. into the one and only Greedo. Mm. Greedo, everybody. <laughs> and all Greedo says is, Una tuta solo. <laughs> <laughs> and in English, that translates to going somewhere solo. <laughs> and that is what our brothers would quote nonstop. They loved Greedo. Dan had a Greedo mask for Halloween that yes. Trish bought him very generously. As a it was a very present. fancy one as a birthday like, present for him. He went as Greedo for Halloween with his girlfriend at the time who dressed as Princess Leia. Anyway, and uh, I knew that Greedo was going to say Una, <laughs> Una puta solo. Anyway. So. Yes. That one too. That one, hundred percent too. That's my most important. I don't know what uh, language it is, but I know <laughs> what he says. Going somewhere solo. Going okay. somewhere solo. Um, Lisa, so, Lisa, what about you? We're gonna need to speed this up because I know, I know, we're only at Moss High. <laughs> You're right. So I'm gonna jump ahead a little. Okay, do that. So not too far, unfortunately, but we've jumped slightly. So they're on the Millennium Falcon. They're on their way to Alderaan, and. Chewbacca and R2. You have barely <laughs> jumped ahead. All right, fine. I've jumped hardly at all. But I need to say this line because God, this line was said so often. Okay. And then you can be the one to jump us. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I'm already like scratching. I'm like, okay, I've already kind of said that one. That's yeah, no moon. I was, okay, go on. I was trying. I was going to skip past it, but then I saw it and I'm like, no. It's key. It's essential one. for our uh, childhood. Okay. So, just, you know. so R2G2 and, and Chewbacca are playing a holographic game where like little alien creatures are pitted against each other and R2 has just made a sneaky move and has crushed Chewbacca's guy and Chewbacca gets angry and C-3PO's just like you know he made a fair move you know crying about it will make you you know you shouldn't be so upset and Han says let him have it it's not wise to upset a Wookiee but sir, nobody worries about upsetting a droid. That's because a droid don't pull people's arms out of their sockets when they lose. Wookiees are known to do that. I see your point, sir. I suggest a new strategy, R2. Let the Wookiee win. 
Yep. And we always say, let the Wookiee win we all say, the time. We, Dan would say it if Kevin got upset at a board game, he'd be like, let the Wookiee win. And we'd be like, no. Yeah, and everyone obviously is like, uh, everyone is equal Wookiee in our house, so yes. that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. We're all Wookiees. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, what you got, Pauline? Well, I'm not going very much farther. I, <laughs> the, I mean, I want to, but it's each hard. one... So, okay, there's an Obi-Wan line that's very important. Again, we would mm. say this one all the time. <laughs> this is the whole movie. <laughs> so, they're on the Millennium Falcon. They've just been pulled in via tractor beam to, to uh, the Death Star. Yes. And now they're hiding in the floor of the Millennium Falcon so that no one can find them yet. And they're coming out because he's a smuggler. So he's got smuggles. And he's just like, I never thought I'd be smuggling myself in. Mm. Anyway, and they're talking about what to do now. And... Ben Kenobi says something to be helpful. I didn't write it down. Lisa probably knows what uh, it is. It basically is uh, Han says that he's, you know, it's ridiculous. Even if I could take off, I'd never get past that tractor beam. And and Ben says, leave that to me. And Han says, damn fool. I knew you were going to say that. And Ben says, who's more foolish? The fool or the fool who follows him? We say that freaking line all the time. Anyone who's like, you're an idiot, is like, well, who's more foolish? The fool I mean, or the fool who follows him? I use that like as a motto in my day-to-day life. I live my life like Ben Kenobi. I'm like, well, you know, you followed me. This is on you. So, anyway. One, the next one I have to say, because our mom even says it. Our okay. mom will say this on the phone to me sometimes. And <laughs> I've had Trisha say it. All of my siblings, if I say this, they all know what the hell I'm talking about. So basically, Luke has figured out that Leia's on the Death Star and he's like, we have to go rescue her. Ben's off doing his own thing with the tractor beam, so he has no idea this is going on. <laughs> and he convinces Han because Leia's a princess, she's rich, she's going to give him money, he agrees. So it means they have to storm into the prison area and shoot a whole bunch of stormtroopers and it sets off an alarm. And Han sends Luke to go get Leia and then he goes to deal with the alarm and he just hits it and goes... Everything is under control. Uh, situation normal. <laughs> the other side just goes, what happened? I uh, had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's fine. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Uh, how are how you? Are you? <laughs> and the guy's response is, who is this? What's your operating number? <laughs> <laughs> well, they did a couple things in between, but we don't need to go but into then, all of that. But and then Hans <laughs> shoots it and says, boring conversation anyway. Luke, we're going to have company. So my mom, I can, I've had her answer the phone and go, who is this? What's your operating <laughs> So stupid. And God. I will say it sometimes. Yeah, if of course. Dan calls and he never calls me, that is always what I say because he never phones. So I'm always yeah. like, who is this? What's your operating number? And it always, it never fails to get a laugh out of him. It every gets time a laugh. Every time. It gets all chuckle. We all know what it is. We all say it way all too often all the time all the time <laughs> and then boring conversation anyway boring conversation anyway too. we also say god i love it i love that he just shoots it i oh. love that he's like we're all fine here thank you thank you how are you <laughs> <laughs> yes this is how guards speak to each other on the intercom <laughs> to their security chief okay. everything's fine situation normal <laughs> situation <laughs> never normal. done a sneak operation at all. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so brilliant. He panics so much. Okay, okay. What's, uh, what's your next Okay, one? well, we're going with Ben. Ben and Darth. Mm. Okay, so Darth Vader yes. and Ben Kenobi have now had an encounter. They have they are mm. talking to each other with their lightsabers. Yes. Ready to rock. And Darth says, 
a lot of things. I mean, maybe you should say Darth Sings. Because I didn't write that whole paragraph and I don't know The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Only a master of evil now, Darth. Your powers are weak, old man. Oh, that's as far as I wrote. That's, I didn't write anything else. Continue, Lisa. Continue on with it. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. That's it. But that's yes, great. The only a master of evil, Darth. That's the one that I remember. I'm like, I know that line. That was where I was going. And we said it. Only a all master of evil. I mean, oh, all the time. God. Classic. <laughs> Uh, the other one, okay. Uh, yes, do okay. the next one. Do the next one. Well, just so then they're exiting. So they're in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> they're leaving. They're gone. They're they're out of there. But there are Tie Fighters that are keeping <gasps> them. Oh, and Luke is in one little pod shooting, and Han's in the other one across the way, and they can see each other, which I always thought was so cool. Mm. Anyway, and and Luke gets one, and he's like, "Hey, I got one!" And Han says, "Great kid, don't get cocky." And <laughs> that one gets said. All the time in our house, constantly. And it's such a such a jerk thing of Han to do because Luke is like, oh, I got him, I got him. And he's like, great kid, don't get cocky. Stop yeah, it. well, also after <laughs> after he got his first one, he was like, whoa. <laughs> he was like, okay, well, it's rude, Who's isn't it? talking now, Han? Yeah. But yes, we say that, our brothers say it all the time. Um, yeah, so the next okay. one, we're going to fast forward into the battle. So we have... Yeah, I've got that too. We have the X-Wing fighters, because we know the name of all the starships involved in this battle. The Y-Wing mm-hmm. fighters, the X-Wing fighters, and we've got the TIE fighters. The TIE fighters are the bad guys, everyone. Anyways, so they're now all fighting ship to ship, uh, because they're in like a trench as they're trying to destroy the Dar- the Death Star using this one tiny portal uh, that they have to shoot their uh, torpedoes into. Um, and so as they're going, different squads are making this attempt of the run. And then Darth Vader and his two TIE fighter buddies are picking them off, you know, one by one. And at one point, this guy, do you mind doing the panic line? And I'll say the ones that aren't panic. Oh, it's, it's okay. no good. I can't maneuver. I can't. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know those ones as well as you okay, do. So it's, it's no good. I can't maneuver. Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. And then they get blown up. <laughs> Yeah, the stay on target. We say stay on target all the time. Dear God, we say stay on target. All the time. It came from behind. Oh, and then he cover dies. me, Porkins. I'm right with you, Red Three. Like <laughs> <laughs> our brothers are like, ah, oh, Porkins. Like, yeah, like, like they know. know. Like we know. I just It'll like be just like Beggars Canyon back home, boy. So that's the one that I was gonna say because it was like at that speed, will you be able to pull out in time? And Luke says, just "Like Beggars Canyon back home." Well, and there's this moment they're in this they're in this meeting where basically all of the rebel pilots are being told what their mission is that they have to fire torpedoes at this one spot that is only two meters wide. That's how wide it is, and they aren't going to be able to use a certain system that they use normally. So they have to use the torpedoes. And one guy goes, "That's impossible, even with a computer." And Luke's response is to go. It's not impossible. I used to t- I used to uh, target Womp Rats back home. They're not much bigger than two meters in my A16. And I just love that yeah. this this pilot who's been training is freaking out and this farm boy from yeah. nowhere. And also that they take this farm boy from nowhere and they're like, you know what? Let's give him an X-Wing. Let's send him <laughs> into battle. He has hey, no training. He doesn't know anything about outer, sp- outer space formation. He, like, I'm just like, watch. That was the part that I was like, this is unbelievable. This is why it's an eight. 
I just was like, wait a minute, because wait a minute, wait a minute. The Force helped him. <laughs> That's right. Well, even Darth Vader says, the Force is force strong, is strong this, one. this one. I remember so Ben always referred to, he always tightened something on his, like, little, his, his piloting handles. And Ben would always be like, ah, chalking up the weapon. Chalk up his, like, he was chalking up a cue because of something about how he turns the screw. That's so stupid. Right before he fires. Anyway, yes. And that's, that's pretty much, do you have any others besides? Actually, that was it. That was, we made yeah. it through. I would say it. the only other one is when Luke is about to target. He's, he's in the intense oh, moment. Yes. He's about to target and Vader's behind him and he's going to use his computer. And all of a sudden he hears Ben's voice go, use the force, Luke. Let go, Luke. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. And he's like, oh, okay. And he turns off his computer and everyone's like, oh, he switched off his targeting computer. Is everything and okay? That, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um, and so that one is used all the time everywhere. Use the Force, Luke, is used and in so much pop culture. They say that. And may the Force be with you is throughout this movie. I've got a bad feeling about this. Said that's said, this movie that said like others. twice, three times, I think. Yep, yep. Yep. So there we go. Those are all the quintessential Brennan lines. Now uh, you know all of them as well, everyone. <laughs> now you too can say them to your younger siblings or to you your children. Can- Sprinkle those in random normal. Answer the phone and say, who is this? What's your operating number? It's great. If someone knows the reference, classic. And if if someone doesn't, you get to enjoy their confusion. And then you get to tell them what it is and then still do it, which is what we do in our house. Just keep doing it enough. And then everyone just knows the references, whether they know what they're from or not. We train people to know yeah. our references even when they don't know them. A hundred percent. It's an art form, really. <laughs> you, you know, if you aren't, if you aren't doing it, um, you're just not doing it well. Like, you could be yes. doing it better, I guess, yeah. if they're not getting yeah. it. Yeah. You just, you keep, just keep going. Just keep trying. Just keep, just continue at it. Every single time. Just say it. Like, how fast is this thing? Well, she made the 12, the Kessel Pass in 12 the parsecs. 12 parsecs. And, and you're like, like yeah, that's it. That's yeah. pretty mm-hmm. damn fast. Yeah. As you're trying to buy a car from a salesman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not what I was going to say. You're like, yep. mm-hmm. Or if someone won't get into the minivan, you can be like, into the garbage chute, flyboy. <laughs> this R2 unit has a bad motivator. You're welcome, you got everyone. a kid who doesn't want to walk. That's what you tell them. That's you it. them into walking. This R2 unit has a bad motivator. <laughs> you shame them into walking. This is parenting 101. <laughs> You're welcome. all welcome. From two people who aren't parents. You're so About welcome. who were trained in this method. Oh, <laughs> Not even by the trained in this method. Not even by parents, but by older brothers. That's how you should model uh, parenting <laughs> behavior for sure. Teenage boys. Yeah. They know they know, shit. <laughs> they know how to handle emotions and, and younger people. <laughs> oh god all right well thank you so much for joining us on the star wars episode that went on many a tangent i hope you had a lot of fun listening we'll try to pare it down everyone we'll try to pare it down (laughs) maybe Maybe so yeah i doubt it um anyways hope you have a lovely rest of your day whatever you're doing and we'll catch you the next time whenever that may be we record in the meantime please like and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening you can follow us on social media we don't do anything on it but we're on there in theory (laughs) real.window at gmail.com is our email if you want to send us an email i check it sometimes sometimes (laughs) (laughs) at real window is our handle for instagram and it's now called X, but it feels wrong to say it's that. Weird. I'm still going to say Twitter. Yeah. Um, it's on there for now. Anyway, I'm barely on it. 
you don't have to be. And uh, we'll catch you whenever it's my turn. I'm going to have a trivia sode next time we're on. And I'm going to have a mystery movie. And Pauline's going to have to figure out what it is. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to top Star Wars. This should be very entertaining. She's going to pick Empire Strikes Back, everyone. That's how she Damn tops it. Star Wars. We're just going <laughs> to keep this train rolling. No. All right. Catch you next time, everyone. Thank you.